All right, so you are listening to a Daydreamers podcast, and I am the Daydreamer, Erin Ashley Davenport. Thanks for tuning in, people. Do me a quick favor before we get started. Subscribe to my channel on YouTube, and when we're done with the episode, please, please, please rate me on iTunes, okay? I need those ratings, okay? FYI, I'm also on SoundCloud and TuneIn Radio. We also have socials. All right, follow me at Love Aaron AD on all the socials, and you can follow a Daydreamers podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Okay, all right, so let's get started. We're just gonna go jump right on into it. Oh, wait, first of all, let me say a, an official happy birthday to all of my May Daydreamers. My bestie, my roommate, Whitney Dion, happy birthday, boo. Auntie's baby, Marie, she turned one. And Tyra, she was on one of the episodes, a fellow daydreamer. Uh, happy birthday, okay? So let's just jump right on into it. I'm not going to keep y'all long today. So on the last episode, I did a whole little piece on Cinderella. I'm not going to go into it, but I got to let y'all know something. I was so wrong. <laughs> so wrong. Like... I came to the conclusion that I am not a deep person. I want to be deep so bad like Erica Badu. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really want to be deep like that. But I'm not. I'm a basic bitch, and I am strictly on the surface. Um, So I told January is the poet that I got the whole Cinderella thing from, from his statement. So I told him at the last open mic, I was like, yeah, you know, I did a little piece on my podcast about it. I'm going to tag you in it when I post the videos and stuff. Videos are on Facebook and YouTube, FYI. And so um, I was telling him that I feel like I missed something and um, I was telling the reason why. And then it was like, boom, yes, Aaron, you missed it all. But um, he uh, commented on the whole Cinderella Prince Charming post video I made. I tagged it to his page on Facebook. And this is what he wrote, y'all. I just I just want y'all to read it. Oh, and let me say this first. During open mic, I wear so many freaking hats, okay? So many hats. And so I'm not always listening to what the performers are saying. I'm listening to bits and pieces so I can get up there and talk about something. I'm making sure the video camera's working. I'm making sure people are getting ID. I'm doing a lot of stuff at open mic, okay? I just fell into the hosting part. And then also there's a backstory with his comment about Prince Charming and the shoe and the poem that he did. So there's a backstory, which, and I didn't know none of that. I didn't even hear the conversation before he got up and did his poem. I just heard him say, who wants to be with Prince Charming? And I was like, nigga, me. (laughs) Why not? But this is his response that he put up under uh, my post, which was my whole explanation of what's wrong with Prince Charming and I totally do it and I want to be Moana when I grow up and blah, blah, blah. So this is what he says. And I recommend y'all go back and, and listen to that so you know what I'm talking about now. But he says, I can dig where you're coming from, but a little gets lost in the translation for people who watch this blog, referring to my my podcast and the videos on Facebook. Um, so the translation gets lost for people who watch this blog and haven't heard the poem that was inspired from another poet. Her name is Monique. It's a different Monique from my friend. But it was inspired from her poem um, that prompted him to write the poem that I heard at open mic. So um, 
he says, I think the most significant thing, significant thing to take away from what I said is no other woman could fill Cinderella's shoes because her character is what made the fit. The overall gist of my point speaks to women who want the fairy tale romance of Prince Charming so much that she overlooks the butcher, baker and candlestick maker who already loves them because he's not Prince Charming or Boaz for you church folk. So Prince Charming gets a pass on suspect behavior based solely on his eligibility as a bachelor, not the relationship traits he has displayed. I bet you a whole lifetime of, I bet you a whole lifetime of huckabucks that Cinderella had a guy friend in quotations who knew the whole time exactly who that she belonged to because he had been carrying her groceries, bringing her water, and letting her crown his shoulder for years. But he wasn't going to tell Prince Charming nothing about his ghetto queen Cinderella because game recognized game. In the context of my poem, Not the Fairy Tale, Prince Charming needs that shoots needs that shoe to find Cinderella because he doesn't know what he's looking for. Remember Eddie Murphy and Boomerang? Prince Charming met his match at a probate party and caught a case of the feels. So that's his whole explanation of his whole Prince Charming comment and um, his uh, poem. And I was after I read that, I was like, damn, Aaron, like, shut up sometimes. <laughs> I was so off. But at the same time, I, I felt pretty cool that he was like, he understood where I was coming from. So I don't feel as silly and stupid. But anyway... Um, I thought it was pretty cool. But you know what? Like, it totally makes sense because, like, when I when I read, when I was talking to him and I read his response on my Facebook page, I was like, that just really kind of, that behavior um, of you going after this one guy, but there's all these other guys after you, reminds me of high school and summer college. Um, kind of like the nerd going for the jock. Um, like, that that whole type of thing. Like, somebody's kind of out of your league or y'all in different groups and stuff like that's what that whole thing reminded me of and then like there was this uh like my I have a girlfriend she dated this guy and there was nothing to him nothing but his eligibility okay suspect behavior and his eligibility okay but see he was cute he was really, really cute. And that's all he had to offer. He must have had some amazing dick, too. Um, but there was nothing to him. And so, like, when I was going through this, I was like, dang, that sounds like my girl. And I remember when they finally, 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 finally broke up. Finally. Finally. I was like, girl, because... Why I'm so happy that y'all are, like, finally done or you're finally done or he's finally done with you, like, putting him out and breaking up with him and stuff, like, or talking to him crazy because that was tiring. And it's like, girl, you can do better and this and that. And I mean, but she was with him, but, like, it's still, like, there was just nothing to this guy other than the fact that he was ridiculously cute. That was it. Anyway, so... The last time we met, what has happened since then, other than the birthdays? Mother's Day passed. Happy belated Mother's Day. I didn't make a post or anything. Not that I don't love my mama or my grandmama or my aunt Sweet Pea and all my other aunts. I just, you know, I didn't even post one about me and Nicholas. I just didn't. And Larry's was a half-ass post, too. But uh, he didn't even make one to me. But, I mean, that's fine. I don't have to have that. But, like, Mother's Day 
And I enjoyed seeing everybody else on Insta and social and everything else looking at their Mother's Day pictures and things like that. Like, I wasn't hating at all. I enjoyed it. I liked a couple. I don't typically like a lot of pictures because I'm just not a liker like that. I mentally like it, but I liked a couple. Um, but, like, my Mother's Day was just like a regular-ass Sunday. I just, what, this is like my, is this, how, this is my sec. how many years have been an official mother, like, legally married mother? I think that this is, yeah, we're going into our second year of marriage. We'll be two years married in September, and then, yeah, so this is my second official Mother's Day where I can actually be like, yeah, I'm a mom. Um, I guess last year was school, I really don't remember what happened last year, but it was just like a regular Sunday, and I ain't really mad about it. I'm not. Um, I guess I just thought that, like, Mother's Day, based on social media, I guess I just thought Mother's Day was supposed to be, like, this magical experience with, like, you just waking up all nice and sweet, and you got, like, flowers and, like, breakfast in bed and, like, you're walking around in sundresses, and it's a blues concert somewhere. Something. None of that. It was a regular-ass Sunday for me. Um, the only thing that made Mother's Day special, I mean, my husband told me Mother's Day eventually at, like, 2 in the afternoon. Um, but, like, the only thing that made Mother's Day special was that I slept until 7 o'clock a.m. And if you listened to my last show, you heard me say that I don't know what sleeping in looks like. Because um, I'm always up at the crack of dawn. Always, okay? So, I got to sleep in, and in quotations for my people that are listening. Um, I got to sleep in until 7 o'clock, and that was, that was lovely. Just waking up. By myself, on my own, not in no attitude, not cranky, not stumbling around trying to make coffee, none of that. So that was good. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Um, we did make plans to go to brunch because, you know, mama likes her bottomless mimosas. Um, but I stayed in the bed too long and then I stayed in the gym too long because I don't really get enough time to work out. So days where I don't have nowhere to be, I stay in there longer. Um, so I stay in the gym too long, and then I needed to record my Sunday radio show. Um, I need to go grocery shopping and get dinner prepared. I was making a crock, crock pot meal on Sunday because, like I said, we planned on going to brunch. Mama likes some mimosas, and they were going to be free-flowing. So I figured I'd be too fatigued from day drinking to actually like cook a meal outside of just making rice. So I was like crock pot, but I had to get all that stuff assembled and everything. And then I needed to take a shower because I was musty as hell. So I just felt like by the time I would have got done with all of that, it would have been too late to fully take advantage of brunch. And the bottomless, bottomless mimosas stopped flowing at 2 o'clock. So I just probably would have got there at like 1 and I would have been pissed off because I'm trying to I'd be in there trying to chug back like 10 mimosas. And that's just failure. You know, you're not in college anymore. You're a grown ass woman with a bonus on. You can't be like taken back like 10 mimosas in like an hour. It's just, no. Um, so anyway, I just made breakfast at one o'clock in the afternoon. And uh, me and Larry got daytime tipsy on the couch while watching a movie. Oh, Keishana, I finally pop popped open that bottle of Bellini you gave me for my birthday. It was delish. Drank the whole thing. Thanks, boo. Um, so yeah. Oh, and then my son called me at like, noonish one o'clock ish and all dry on the phone uh happy mother's day Aaron and I had to fake like I was just so surprised and excited like oh well thank
thank you. You thought about me? Because it sounded like you just got off the phone with your daddy like 10 minutes ago. So did did he remind you to call? Did he did he remind you? But uh, so I'm all like, yeah, baby, thank you so much for thinking about me. What are you doing? Playing a game. Okay. All right. What you got planned for today? Nothing. Well, all right then, baby. Well, thanks so much for uh, thinking about me. I love you. Bye. Yeah, so that was that was the Mother's Day call I got from my son. I guess that's how it goes. But I'm thankful. Thank you, Jesus, for my bonus sign. Um, so my friend Keisha, she's been on the show before. Um, she's away at flight school in Texas. Um, but she texted me and told me, she was like, girl, you gotta watch Red Table Talk with Jada Pinkett Smith. And um it has her it's her daughter and her mother on the show too. It's their talk show. And um I'm sure by now people have seen it. They had their second episode out already and people are all about it, all a buzz about it. Good show. I went ahead and watched it. I was like, well Jada's been in the game for like a long time. Let me see what she gotta say. Let me hear her story because her story clearly has growth in some years. So let me see what she's talking about. My Jada sat down with her bonus son's mother, um, so Will's ex-wife, and they had this conversation and everything. And so it was the episode was about her relationship with with the mom. And um, like after I watched it, and Jada calls herself a bonus mom. I should really get that trademark because now I just see all over Facebook, bonus mom, bonus mom. Bitch, y'all ain't never heard of bonus mom. Right now, I am hating because I have used that word. I know there are other bonus moms out there, but nobody up in this area where I'm at in Northeast Louisiana was using that word until they heard me use it. And I don't mind sharing, but I don't want you using it loosely. Y'all remember on Memoirs of a Geisha when the Geisha came back to Japan and she was like, now there's all these random ass Geisha bitches and they ain't really real they, not, they don't even deserve to wear the white face or be called geishas. They just up in here. That's how I feel. Like, who made you a bonus mom? Who made you? Anyway, I'm glad I watched it. So, like, Jada shed light on her outlook of becoming a mother, a bonus mother. She was like, it was a we thing. We, quotations for people that are listening and not watching on YouTube. Um, she was like, it's going to be great, and um, we're, we're a family, and let's all come together. We need to do this. But, like, it wasn't quite like that. It's like, hold up. You know, the child still had a mother. Jada was saying that looking back, she sh- realizes now she should have taken a few steps back. And um, Will's ex-wife was like, Really? You think you should have? Yeah, you should have, you know? And then she was like, she didn't really understand divorce and this and that. So, like, she was just inserting herself in situations that she didn't need to be in. And so, although my husband didn't go through divorces and stuff like that, but, you know, like, I totally get inserting yourself and stuff and having this we, once again, quotations for people that are listening, this we, we're a family. We need to come together. We need to talk about this. We need to, like, I understand her being, you know, being like that, wanting to take charge and stuff, being so excited about your child. After being married, like, now you are a real family. And I, that's how I felt when Larry and I finally got married. It's like, finally, we are a family. Larry, Nicholas, and myself had been a pseudo family for years, okay? 
I met Nicholas when I was 22 years old. That's when his dad and I became a serious couple. Nicholas was three. Larry proposed to me five days after my 30th birthday. Nicholas was 11. When we got married, I was 31. Nick was 12. So I was extremely happy to finally, finally have my family together. We were an actual legal family. And I got to the point where I thought that was never going to happen. But it was just like a wonderful feeling to call this boy, this, you know, call this little boy my child and actually mean it. That's where actually like the whole like bonus mom stuff came around. There's a little, I mean, like I, it got to the point in me and Larry's relationship where it's like me and Nicholas had our own relationship. We had our own relationship outside of me and Larry's relationship. Like, so when I would introduce him, it was, it was no more, this is my, my boyfriend's son or kid. It was like, well, this is my, this is my, well, what are you, Nicholas? Because you're something to me. Like we had, like we had dated for eight years and shit. Like, I mean, there was a point in time me and Larry had broke up. We broke up for one year. And I was still, whenever he would let me, I was still, like, hanging out with Nick. I was like, well, can I, you know, whenever Larry would let me see him, because we weren't together, you know, like, I'd be like, can I hang out with Nick? Or he'd be like, I'm going to let you see him. And it'd be, like, the happiest day of my life. Or if Larry would cancel because he was on some bullshit, you know, it would kill me or whatever. So, like, our relationship had just grown past Larry. It was like, who was that? But um, anyway, uh, but it's like, pump the brakes, bitch. It just isn't about you and your family. The child still has another side to his family. His family is not just you and his dad. His family is his mother, stepfather, sister. Like, it's so much more than just you and what you got going on. So, anyway, all that to say, like, I totally get why Jada was just like us. We in this thing together and this and that or whatever. Um, I don't believe I ever overstepped my boundaries that Jada apparently did. Um, I don't believe so. If so, nothing has ever been brought to my attention in all the years we've been together. But it was never it was never my intent to overstep boundaries. And like it's easy to actually tread those lines and cross those boundaries. I, I have had to have those Aaron chill out conversations with myself. Um, I can remember one year. um, it was Nicholas's birthday. He was in elementary school. And um, I was talking to Larry. I was living in Shreveport. Larry was in Monroe. And I was talking to Larry about his birthday, about, like, if they were going to have a party or if it was just going to be something in school. And he said it was gonna be, they were going to do something in school. I don't know if there was going to be a party, but I do remember it, there being something going on at school. And so I made the suggestion to bring snacks or a birthday cake or something like that. And so, like I said, I was living in Shreveport at the time, but it's like I didn't care about making that trip to Monroe to bring snacks or whatever to Nicholas's class. Um, but like I said, I had to calm myself down and remind myself that Nick has a mother. Aaron, this isn't your area. You stay over here in the girlfriend lane, in the in the friend in Nicholas's friend lane. You know, like as a supportive person, like. You stay over here like he has a mother to take care of stuff like that. Like this isn't for you. okay? and then it's like. um, Then it's like, girl, also, you take uphill every day so that you won't have to be worrying about birthdays and dropping snacks off 
to class for all them freaking kids for somebody's birthday. Girl, this that's not the life you want to remember that, Erin. You don't want that life. So quit trying to make that life for you. Stay right here as a girlfriend. So like I said, like nobody told me to chill out. But I had to remind myself as a girlfriend, I had to remind myself, take a step back, boo. This ain't your area. Just offer help if needed. Um, even when we bought our house, um, I had to tell, tell myself to chill out. Um, we've been in our house for six months now. Um, when we initially moved in and got Nick's room together, I wanted him over there all the time. Um, like I said, at this point, we had been officially a family for a, a year and some change. And uh, we finally got out of Larry's bachelor pad, like one bedroom apartment. And so now we're living in this amazing house. Like our, I'm not bragging, but I feel like our first house is a really nice house. Um, so now we're in this fabulous house. And so like, you know, I got my family, like I want my son over there. Like I wanted him to be over there like damn near every week and it would bother me if he didn't come, come over. And I never would say anything to Larry, but internally I'd be like, oh, Nick not coming over. Um, but now, I mean, I love my son coming to my house, but he ain't got to come. <laughs> he, don't, he don't have to come. Like my feelings aren't hurt if he don't come, because typically when he decides he when he decides he's coming, because he comes, he comes and goes as he's pleased, pleases and stuff, you know, which is fine. I love the fact that he's just like, I'm going to be at this house and I'm going to be at this house. That's fine. But when he typically decides he's fooling with us for the weekend, it cuts into my happy hour. Like he'll call me. Mid Margarita, mid Bombay Sapphire, you know, and uh, it's like Aaron, uh, Aaron, um, can you can you come pick me up? What? Can you pick me up? Oh, well, where you at, Nick? Uh, I'm at home. Are you staying with us this weekend? Yeah, yeah. Um, Dad, I don't know, but Dad, he ain't answer. Can you uh pick me up? And take me to Zaxby's. See, now I got to leave happy hour, pick you up, and take you to Zaxby's. Because ain't no food in the house. Because didn't nobody know you was coming. Anyway. But like I said, I, I still had to tell myself to chill out once again. It's like Aaron, he has, you know, an, a, another home with with his mom and his, and his stepdad and his sister and everybody else. Like, he's not just yours. So, you know. I mean, I wanted my family all to be in one roof, but it's like, girl, sit down. You got to share him. But it's so easy to get um, to get like that wrapped up and and do too much. Um, you're so invested in the child. You love the child. It's a requirement to love the child. It's a requirement to be invested in the child, like the child's family, including my husband. Well, at the time, it was my boyfriend, but including, you know, Larry's family and friends have to know that I'm invested in love and, and love this child. You know, it's freaking work dating somebody with kids, okay? But um, it's so many people, like, watching you and checking you out. Like, even if you never hear anything from them or see them, they see you and they know you. And, like, I guess I finally convinced my son's aunt, and it's on his mom's side, that I was down, that I was cool. Because um, she told me, like, last year or the year before, I ran into her at some outing in Monroe or something. And um, we were having a conversation, and kids came up. I think Larry and I were married by then. We had, were married by then or engaged. But um, 
but we're, the conversation of kids came up and everything, and I and I was saying things like our family, my son, um, when we decide to have more children, or when we decide to have another son or whatever, or I hope we have another son, or if my child come, if my child comes out looking like you know just looking like Nicholas, that's fine because you know blah blah, just going on saying stuff like we family, my child, my son, this and that, and she was like, and mind you, this was like a year or two ago. I've been around since like let me see how far oh seven. Officially, as Larry's girlfriend. Um, and she was like, you know, I've been checking you out. Because we Facebook friends, too. You know, I've been checking you out. You keep staying st- saying stuff like, my son, and when we have more kids, and this and that. You know, I've been checking you out. You know, you cool. You all right. You cool. And I'm like, bitch, where, where you been? Like, you still? I still got to prove to people that, like, I love this kid. Like, where have you been? I've been here. But now I officially got the okay from auntie. I never got the opportunity to say if I would or wouldn't date a man with kids. Never got the chance to even, like, think about it. Like, it happened so early and it came out of nowhere Larry should have never been trying to talk to me. He's four years older than me. He got me real young, okay? Um, I was so passive and just kind of went wherever the wind blew. Like, whatever, hey, what's up? That was me. Um, So my friendship, and I say that with quotations for people that are listening, my friendship with my future husband started when I was 19. Um. That's when we really just met. And uh, when I found out he had a child, I was just like, you know, okay. No reason to party, got to stop. Kept it moving. So I remember telling my mom about Nicholas when I found out about him. You know, my my friend, this guy I'm just kind of talking to, whatever. Come to find out he has a kid. Who knew? And she was like, okay. All right. And then three years later, when we actually decided to be a couple, um, she told me I needed to really think about getting involved with someone with a child. And in my mind, I had thought about it. I was like, what, what's to think about? Like, me and him, cool. We have a good time. Like, we're really hanging with each other. We like each other. We got some interest and stuff like that. He takes care of his kid. He ain't seen nobody else. I ain't seen nobody else. We all good. What's to think about? Let's keep it moving. But the thing is, like, I wish my mom would have told me what to think about. Like I said, back then I was just so, I was just inexperienced. That's pretty much, I just didn't know nothing. But, like, I wish she would have told me. Like, she kept trying to get me to come to those conclusions. But it's like, I could only think about what I know. Mom, like, if you knew there was something I need to think about, why didn't you just flat out say, well, you need to think about this? But, um, but like, kids weren't a part of my world, so I was just like, okay. Like, that was something I had never experienced. Experienced, none of my friends were involved with men that had children. If anything, my fr- my friends were the ones with the kids, and they weren't in school. So, like, even still, like, it wasn't just a part of, like, my everyday life on campus in college. And then, like, I had just, this was, like, my first serious relationship with Larry, like, as an adult. So, like, I'm still, like, just trying to get used to this adult relationship. So, you know, I was just happy. The only thing I knew was that, like, Larry loved me and he loved me enough to introduce me to his child. And 
He was a part of Nicholas' life. So everything on my list was checked off. I didn't know what else could there. I didn't know what else there could possibly be to think about. So whatever. But now, as an adult, there's a couple of things I should have thought about. Not necessarily bad things, but just stuff that comes up. Okay. Here's a few. And I'm sure like 10 years from now, that'll probably be like a whole nother list of stuff to think about or whatever. But like so some things to take a closer look that I thought about later on in life. Um, like someone else has access to your partner. Like the child ain't going nowhere. The child's other parent ain't going nowhere. So get used to it. So if you're like an insecure person or you always like, why are you on your phone or why they calling? Like that ain't for you because someone they're always going to have access the other parent will always be there and you just got to learn how to deal with it. Now, if it's disrespectful, that's one thing, but like, if it's all respectful and everything, like you just don't have to deal with it. Somebody else is going to always have access to your partner. Um, you will have to be around your partner's ex. It's going to happen. It may be awkward, but it will happen. Yeah. I never thought about that back then. I was just like, woo, I got a boyfriend, and I'm finna graduate college, and this kid is cute, and we love each other. Like, that's what I was thinking about. Never once thought about the parent. Um, but, like, you'll have to be around that person's ex. So if you're not cool with that, like, with, be, with being around other people that your partner has been involved with, then this that ain't for you. Um you're going to be in the same room. It may be awkward, but you got to get over and get used to it. Um, I remember the first time we were all in the same room. It was at my son's sixth birthday party. That was the first time we had been in the room. Three years later, first time. Um, I can remember my uh, brother-in-law saying something like, now, I don't want no problems out of y'all. You know, it don't need to be nothing going on between you. And I was just like, are you serious? That's your women. That's your baby mamas and girlfriends that clearly can't be in the same room with each other. Like, that's you. Ain't no problems over here. Like, it's all cool over here. Whatever. Like, it's not even like that. So it wasn't awkward at all. Well, at least for me, it wasn't awkward, you know. Um, you're going to always hear about my mom. My mom. My mom. Okay. Well, yeah, you know. You're going to have to hear that. Um, you deal with it however you deal with it, but it happens. Um, sometimes you might feel like you're second. Uh, and if you ever do, like, you just need to have that conversation. It may be awkward with your partner, but it's, or you might need to just also check yourself because, you know, like, it's not all about you. It's not all about you. There's, there's always going to be something greater. In some cases, that situation may be greater, you know, but like, you're not second in life. You might feel second in this situation, but it's not like that. And if so, like, speak up, talk about it. There will be awkward conversations, whether it's with your partner or with your partner's ex. Like, get ready for it. Deal with it. It happens. Um, someone else is going to have an impact on your life. Somebody that you ain't sleep with. Somebody that you ain't had nothing to do with. And I don't like people telling me what to do. And I don't like other people having impacts on my life. I don't like it. So that's something I had to deal with. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just something you have to come to grips with. Somebody else is going to have an impact on your life. Like, I remember before me and Larry were engaged... I remember saying something about moving away from Louisiana, you know, and he was like, he was having second thoughts on even just thinking about the thought of moving away from, from Louisiana. 
moving away from Monroe, not even Louisiana, just another city in Louisiana because Nicholas is in Monroe. And I was just like, what's the deal? Like, if his mother has to move because of her husband or, or her job or whatever, if her, his mother has to move, he's, Nick is going with her. And now we stuck in Monroe. So somebody else is going to have an impact. Nick is going to go wherever his mother is. So that's something I had to deal with. Luckily, I'm cool with living in Monroe. I ain't got no problem with it. I kind of just go wherever. Um, so having kid-friendly dates, that's going to happen. You might have to have a date at CeCe's Pizza um, at a park, you know, I mean, like, having a date at a park ain't really that bad. But, I mean, like, kid-focused. Like, the date, like, it's no more liquor. Or you sip your liquor, let it get diluted because it's a kid around. Conversation topics. Might have to talk around some stuff. You might have to color. You got to be bendable and flexible, which that wasn't a problem for me. Like, some of my closest friends, whenever I would go home and visit them, had uh, visit her, like, she has kids. Like, I had no problem. With that or whatever, I'm flexible like that. But that's a reality. You might have to have kid-friendly dates. And then, like, um, you might have to, you're going to have to hear about your partner's ex. One day they may be cussing about them. One day they might be, like, praising them. Or one day they might just be talking. You just be like, I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear nothing out your mouth. I don't want to hear nothing about your exes. I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear nothing from nobody today. I damn sure don't want to hear this. You know, some days it's gonna be, you, you're going to hear about it. And when that stuff happens, or when he gets to talking to me about, like, who was that? Up, oh, bro, don't be asking me about who was that. That person has nothing, like, I have nothing going on with that dude. Don't know him. Seen him from around or just know him from around. You got a whole kid over here, okay? Don't come talking to me about you don't want to hear about no ex. You don't want to hear me talk about something that happened in high school with a dude. You got a whole kid. Don't, don't come over here talking to me about you don't want to hear about no ex from high school or college. You got a kid right here next to me trying to get me to pick him up, take him to the skating rink. Don't do not do it. That may be petty, but I don't care. You're not going to be like, I don't want to hear about this when I got to. No. It's petty. I'm growing as a person. So um, thank God I only have, my husband only has one kid. Or maybe I should just thank God that there is just one mother. I, I really don't know how I, would, how I would feel if he had more than one kid or more than one mother. I'm I th- I'm trying to figure out where I would draw the line. Like like I said, I never got a chance to be like, would I date somebody with with children with with a child? And then I never got a chance to be like, well, how many is too many? Though that never came to me because, like I said before, I met him. We was cool. I was in La La Land before I knew it. I'm playing Transformers and, and playing with race cars, you know. So I ne- that never came to me. So I'm just like. How many is too many? And I posted that on my uh, Instagram the other day, and I did get some responses, and I did get some text messages. Like, a lot of them was, like, two two or three kids, definitely one mother. That's pretty much what it boiled down to. One person, like, it, it depends on the person. I'm just like, girl, no, it don't. <laughs> no, it don't. No. Um, my, I think I would rather... I think I could do my cutoff with kids would probably be like two, maybe three if the third one's real cute, maybe like real, real cute. Um, 
definitely one mother. I cannot have multiple moms because, damn, that's like another person you got to share your your husband with. Like, no. I can only deal with one. That's definitely my cutoff. Two, maybe three kids, one mama. That's it. Um, but, like, my dad has children with three different women. Um, and I don't understand how that happened. My mom was the first. But... If I was the third love interest, nothing would have happened. Like, at that point, he would have had children with two women. And if I was the third woman that he was, like, interested in on that type of level, nothing would have happened. We would have never made it past date one. That's too many mamas for me. Too many. I could only do one mama, okay? But what really made me think about, like, what I would accept as far as like how many kids versus how many moms that I could accept when I'm dating was a scene that played out in front of me at the barbershop. So the scenario was, I mean, like I was just sitting there just observing what's happening in front of me on this Saturday afternoon as I'm waiting to get my undercut. There was this, it's full of dudes. Of course, it's the barbershop and it's a whole bunch of kids. Of course, it's the barbershop on a Saturday. But like there was this guy and now look, I'm married. I don't want any other man. I don't want no other man. Okay. But, like there was this gentleman in there. This young guy. He could have been younger than me. He couldn't have been older than me. But I mean, like younger as in like 18. Like I feel like he might have been like late 20s or something. But there was this guy in there and he was a nice-looking guy, just a nice-looking guy, you know. And um, there were kids all over the barbershop, but there were two kids in particular that were interacting mainly with each other, and he was interacting with them. So it's a barbershop. It's Saturday. I just assumed the kids were with him. Those two kids, out of all the kids, those two kids were interacting with each other the most, and he was interacting with them. So I was like, oh, okay, those must be his kids they're with him um and I was like oh okay you know that's cool you know I kept on reading my book or looking around or whatever but then this third kid and they're not all the same age but like they're kind of all around the same age so they could be siblings but this third kid comes up and he starts interacting with the other two kids like I said his kids all over the barbershop but these two and then this third come up They're interacting with each other a lot. These three are playing with each other. And the guy, he's not so much just, like, talking to them that much unless, like, they get too rowdy. But then, like, you kind of, like, you're shouting at all of them because they're all together. You could just be shouting at yours, but they're all together. So I'm applying it to all three of them. And I was like, wait a minute. This third kid's come out of nowhere. He's shouting at all three of them. It appears like he's shouting at all three of them. I was like, is this his too? This dude got three kids? He wasn't as cute anymore. He wasn't as nice looking anymore. Time passes. Everybody has their haircuts. He's getting ready to leave. He gets one kid. The other kid follows, and he's out the door. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. He forgot one. He didn't forget one. The third one was not his. And I was like, oh, okay. He just got them two. Those two are with him. He was all of a sudden nice looking to me again. And so I just was like, after I realized what the thought process that was happening in my mind, I was like, 
well, dang, Aaron, how many kids is too many? And that's when I was like, okay, it must three must be my cutoff. And then it went a step further, like, well, how many mamas? And then I was like, okay. Uh, but as I was writing my show notes, I was like, yes, yeah, one mama. But that's what kind of did it because I never thought about that. And I never think about being single again. So when I saw that and I realized the guy was cute, but then he all of a sudden wasn't as cute as more kids came into play. But then when the other kid left, he all of a sudden was cute. And I was like, oh, there must be something to that. Must be something to that. So I was talking to my friend Monique today, um, and I was telling her about my show. And um, so we ended up having, like, our own little side discussion about, like, Mother's Day and stuff and just moms in general and everything. And my friend Monique, she is 33 as well. She is married as well. She's been with her. She's dated her husband and been married for just as long as I have. I think her and her husband— they dated, I dated for eight years. They dated for nine years, I believe. And they are coming up on their third anniversary. So we're a year behind them in dating and in marriage. But she doesn't have any kids as well. Um, so, and her husband doesn't have kids. And so she was saying how she gets offended when people wish her a happy Mother's Day. And I'm just like, for what, girl? People are just, like, being nice to your ass. Like, just say thank you and keep it moving. But she was like, you know, she had reasoning behind it. You know, I guess motherhood can be a touchy topic. And um, so she was like, you know, people, women could, or couples, you know, they might have had some miscarriages or they aren't able to conceive or they're trying to adopt and they can't adopt or just all these, you know, all these different reasons as to why they cannot become a mother. And then here you come wishing them a happy Mother's Day. I was like, okay, I get it. I get it. And so, like, the statement, you know, happy Mother's Day, it doesn't bother me personally. I'm okay with that. I just be like, okay, thank you and keep moving. Now, when I was younger, I'd be like, oh, my God, no. <laughs> I'm not a mom. Like, like 19, 20, oh, my God, no, I'm not a mom. Don't put that on me. Like, no, I take my birth control pills. No. <laughs> but, um, like, I don't get upset about that. I get offended when people tell me to smile. Like, for what? I will smile when I feel like it. Don't tell me to smile while I'm in Walmart. Don't tell me to smile when I'm pissed off about something at work. Like, I will smile when I feel like it. This guy told me to smile at work the other day, and I flat out told him no and kept right on going. I get offended with that. I also get offended when the treadmill and elliptical machine ask me how much I weigh. The same as yesterday. Why do we keep having the same conversation? Just start. Quick start. Every day, treadmill and elliptical ask me how much you weigh. The same 195 as yesterday. It ain't going nowhere. As much as I be running on your ass, it ain't going nowhere. That's what offends me. Okay. But I have some girlfriends um, without children as well. Um... They're married, unmarried and stuff, but um, they don't have a problem with people telling them Happy Mother's Day. A lot of them say they play a mother figure, so it's not a problem. Um, my girl Adriana says she demands a Happy Mother's Day from people. She says she is a mother figure. She's a godmother. She helps out with plenty of people in it, with, uh, with kids. It takes a village to raise a kid, and she's part of the village, so give her her recognition, Okay. My friend Whitney and I, we kind of think the same on this. Like, we're not offended by people saying Happy Mother's Day. We're offended by the look. Like, something is wrong with me because I don't have 
kids at a point in my life where you think I should have kids. It's been plenty of times I've gotten that. You don't have kids yet? Why? Like, why you don't have kids? And I'd be like, bitch, why you got kids? Like, before I was married, it was, y'all been together for so long. You don't have kids? Girl, he's not my husband. He's my boyfriend. It don't matter how long we've been together. He's my boyfriend. I, Aaron Ashley Davenport, am only having children with my husband. I was not, I'm not having, was not having a baby with a boyfriend, with a guy I'm just hanging out with. None of that. I'm not having a baby with my fiance. Husband only. And then it's like, when I say how old I am, that was kind of like in my late 20s. Mid-20s to late and then up until now. Well, you're so many years old. You don't have no kids yet? What's your point? So what that I'm, I'm 28 or I'm 30 or I'm 33? So what? What's your point? I have no problem being in my 30s having a child. I actually didn't see myself having kids until I was in my late 20s, early 30s. So I'm okay with that. Like, I have no problem being in my 30s having, having my first child. I'm cool with that. It's not a race. And now that we are married, it's like, okay, but y- y'all are married. Once again, it's the confusion. It's like something's wrong. I get the question like, oh, okay, y'all. So y'all, are y'all going to plan to have children? Like, I get that. But the, you still not having kids? Cause, but y'all married now. Can I, can I be married for a while with my husband? Like, I kind of wanted to just be us. I mean, it's not technically us because Nicholas is here, but you get what I'm saying. Like, I want to be married and it just be this family, how our family is right now for a little while. I want it to be us three for right now. I want it to be us two in the house during the week. You know, I get I get the whole, well, Nick is going to be grown. Like, your child old. Okay, yes. Nicholas will be in the, well, he's turning 14 in December. What grade is he going to be in? He's turning 14 no, okay, so his birthday late. So he's going to the eighth grade. So yeah, he'll be 14 in December. Next year he'll be in the eighth grade. But the fact that Nick is going to be grown don't have nothing to do with me. I wasn't there when Nick happened. Nick, Nick was, I wasn't a part of that. So what's your point once again? Nope. Nope. My ideal situation to have kids is based on a checklist. Um... The checklist was, and I'm not saying this in any particular order, but this is just what's on the checklist. So the checklist was graduate from college with the bachelor's, um, be married for at least a year or two. I'm coming up on two years um, because I wanted that time with just me and my husband. Um, And then, let's see, graduate bachelor's be married, have a house, um, and also have, be at a certain place in my career. So, like, everything is pretty much checked off on the list except my career. Um, I need to be at a certain place. And I'm not saying I need to be, like, the owner of a company while I'm working towards that. But, like, the CEO, and I need to be at, like, the top, the very top of my career. Like, I don't have to be that. I just have to be at, like, a, a certain salary range. I need to have, um, like, certain certain benefits and things like that. 
So that's kind of where I'm at. That's my ideal situation. And I mean, like my husband makes decent money, makes good money, and that's cool and all. But like two good incomes is better than one good income, in my opinion. I just feel like two is better. Two is better. But um, I was talking to someone, um, this gentleman at work, and he was saying he came across my podcast because I I upload the videos on Facebook. So he was saying he's seen um, a couple of them on Facebook and everything. And he was just talking about how, like, you know, it's a good thing. And it kind of, like, inspired him to do some things on his own, talk about some stuff. He's into counseling and stuff like that. So, you know, we had that conversation. So I was like, oh, okay, so, you know, you're a fan. I was talking to him about this episode that I was getting ready to do. And so I was just telling him about like the direction that it's going to go in and things like that. And so he kind of put like a counselor spin on it. I was telling him about my checklist for having a child. And uh, he was saying that my checklist is more so like a fear like, it's, it's telling him that I have a fear of something. And I was like, no, I'm not scared of having kids. Like, I'm not saying that I'm just going to be, like, the best mom ever and I'm just going to hold it down. Like, I'm going to have some sort of anxiety or some fear, like, I'm doing, like, am I doing this right? Or, you know, that type of thing. I'm not saying I'm going to blow it out the water, but I'm not scared to have a kid, you know. But based on the conversation he was, he and I were having, I got to thinking about my about my points I wanted to talk about on, on my checklist. And then I was like, why do I have this checklist? And it's not like a checklist like I just want to accomplish all these things in life. Like, I don't have a checklist for anything. Like, I'm a very, like, kind of go-where-the-wind-blows type of chick. Like, very carefree. But <clears throat> when it comes down to kids... I'm just so, so like, I just cannot stray away from this checklist. It, it has to be this way. And I was like, why the heck is that? And then, like, I got to thinking about the conversation I was having, and I was like, maybe, maybe there is some level of fear that is driving this checklist. Like, I already said what it was before. It was graduate from college, um be married, have a house, have a good career, making good money. But everybody has that. But once again, it's just like, I just cannot stray away from this list. Things have to happen on this list. So I got to thinking about it some more and I'm like, it is a fear. And I am protecting myself and also protecting my future child that I'm 100% responsible for. And when it came down to it, like I really sat here and thought about it. And my ideal situation for having a child comes from my parents. And mainly, it's from my dad. Like, I'm sure my mom was 22 when she had me. So she was an adult, she wasn't, it wasn't a teen pregnancy. Um, my parents had been together, they were engaged and everything. But I'm sure my very independent mom getting ready to graduate college, looking forward to this family and everything, did not think that the person that asked her to marry him was a straight up coward and ran from responsibilities. Like my dad, several, several months into our pregnancy was like, I can't handle this. 
um, am I ready? Am I ready for this? And dipped out. And then like months after I was born was like, I want my family back. And she was like, no. And, and from that point, like he, he proceeded to treat her horribly for a long time, a long, long time. Um, I could probably, I can count on my hands the amount of times that I saw him that I can remember twice when I was a little girl. The first time was when, I was when I was a little girl, I was probably like four or five, something like that. Second time I was in high school. The third time was at his funeral. So he was not in my life. But, so I got to thinking about this checklist and where it comes from. On my end, I was like, graduate from school, have all your, take care of business and then have fun. You don't have to worry about babysitters or coming home. You can just enjoy yourself. So get you a career and not just so I could take care of me and my family or whatever, but just like, like I said, my dad just dipped out. My mom had to lean on my grandmother, which is not a problem, but it was like, I cannot let that happen to me. If my husband leaves me, I need to make sure I can take care of myself. My mom is there. But I don't have to go to my mom. So there's that. In order for me to have good, in case he leaves, in order for me to have money and take care of myself, I need to make sure I have a good job, which means I would have to go to graduate from college. So that's where that's where that part comes from. The house, of course, I need a house. You know, once again, have my own shit. Because if a motherfucker leaves me, I need to be able to have my own shit and be able to pay for it. I can't be. I'm not. I will refuse to be left high and dry. And if I can, I'm prepared for it. And I'm sure, like, that's not something my, my mom thought they were together. It was going to be them. She had no idea he was going to be not the person he portrayed himself to be. So I'm like, I got to make cover that. I got to cover that. And then also, like, the husband. I, I'm, I refuse to have a, a child with somebody I'm just talking to or somebody I'm just messing with. I want to have a meaningful relationship with the person I have a child with. Um, I refuse to have a child with a boyfriend. No. Because I need to know that you're committed to me, and I'm com- I'm committed to you. Um, engagement. I, I don't I don't want to have a child with a fiance. I don't want that. That probably stems from my dad because they weren't married yet, but he had asked her to marry him. So I'm like, no, I gotta make sure I beat the fiance. Can't do that. I need to have a husband. So that's where that comes from. But the other thing with my husband, if my husband and I were to ever split up, I know my child will never feel ab- abandoned will always feel loved, will know the, his, my child's dad's side of the family. He won't be looking at them funny like, where y'all was at all these years? You know, he won't be going, my child won't be going through that. I guess I must be having a boy. I keep saying he, my future child must be a boy. But you know, my child won't ever feel that, you know, feel those type, have those type of feelings. So I was like, okay, there's the husband. And then also make sure that this, this husband takes care of his responsibilities and his family and won't leave his child high and dry and be supportive to the child's mother. My husband is supportive to his to our child's mother. I'm not saying he take care of her, but you know what I'm saying. Like he ain't finna like disrespect her. He's not gonna allow me to disrespect her and this and that, which just happened to my mom. Some of my siblings' parents have disrespected my mother and stuff like that. You know, when I thought about it, that's where the drive for this checklist came from. It's not just, oh, I need to be this, 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 and this and this. It was like Protect yourself. Protect your child. That's where it come from. But like I said, I had to think about it. That's why I'm so adamant. Like I said, I'm such a carefree person. I don't really think about nothing. I just kind of go and have fun. 
But I was like, why am I holding on so hard and so strong to this checklist? It's all to protect myself and my future child. And that stems from, get the fuck out of here, my dad. Bless my sweet husband for putting up with me. And I didn't mean to get all emotional. And I mean, like, I know, like, we all have plans for our life. Things don't go as planned, you know. But in my head, this is the way. This is how it's done. Like, I'm a good girl. I do what's expected of me. I do what it is, um, what I do, what I'm told to do. So in my head, if I follow these steps, certain things will fall into place. If I, in order for me to have a child, I have to follow these steps. And if I follow these steps and do these certain things and be with this type of person, then my child will have a good life. I'm not saying I didn't have a good life, but clearly there's, I, evidently there's some hang up that was there and I didn't even realize it until like I started recording this and stuff. But that's just, that's kind of where my checklist comes from. So I get offended when I, when people look at me crazy when it's like, you this, why you don't have a kid? Well, bitch, first of all, I plan shit out. You know, why on earth would you have a, a kid when you ain't even graduated college yet or when you barely working a job and stuff or when you just got boyfriends? Like, like plan your shit out. But then on the other hand, that just annoys me. But I guess the, the other part is that it's like, I have to make sure things are in order. Shit. But you know, on the other hand, I don't even have a dog. And I don't want a dog for them very same reasons, minus the daddy issues. <laughs> like, my husband wants a pit bull so bad. I'm like, no, them things look funny. If anything, we're going to get a bulldog. But, like, I don't want a dog for them very same reasons. Like, hello, dogs are like little people. If I don't have, they, I ain't got money for child daycare I don't have money for dog daycare when Nick come over I'll be like god damn Nick you were not in my budget this week I got I have to feed you I don't want to sit here and feed you chili dogs and shit all the time so I need to find something nutritional for you so let me go buy some damn broccoli you know what I'm saying dogs are the same way my mom's dog has a diva bag okay when she goes to the vet like she has to have certain food and she getting thick with it so she gotta have weight management food she has to have stuff for her teeth she has allergies she has to have a certain type of shot. Like, dang, that's a whole nother little person I got to be responsible for. Then you got to play with them, got to interact with them and everything. And then, like, you can't leave them at home all day. So, once again, I need to have a job that can pay for this dog. And then also, like, where I can get off and go and take care of it and everything. Like, you just don't want to leave it locked up and neglect it. And, like, I need, I'm going to need at least two of them. Two dogs. That's two little people. Because they got to be able to play with each other. Because when I come home, I don't feel like playing. I had some, I don't even feel like playing with my husband. Like, just the other day, I was like, bitch, get, play with your, get with your husband. He over here tapping you on your shoulder and shit. And I was hard about to be like, I just do not feel like doing this shit tonight. But then I was like, you know what? Your husband love you. And girl, your husband miss you. And your husband think you were the sexiest thing in the world, even though you got this thing around your stomach and you ain't worked out in a couple weeks and shit. So I went on play with him and everything, but I don't even feel like doing that. But now I get a dog, I gotta do that too. Shit. Anyway, so that's been it. And this show took a turn, did not think it was gonna get 
that emotional, but whatevs, it bees like that. Um, make sure y'all uh, rate me on iTunes. That's the only way they know how fabulous I am. Um, I'm also on TuneIn Radio and SoundCloud. Um, subscribe to my YouTube, cha- YouTube channel. I do um, post the videos from my uh, podcast on there, and I post them on uh, Facebook. Um, find me on all my socials at Love Aaron AD. You can find the podcast uh, on all the socials at A Daydreamers Podcast. All right. I'll see y'all later. Bye.